welcome to today's episode of Messing with Media, the show where we will bunch up five random movies or other media that our host has recently seen. Our host will then rank the movies from best to worst based on five unfinished sentences. Each sentence is directly correlated to a media-themed category. Each category determines where that movie ranks. First, let's take a look at our five categories and their ranking. Going from worst to best, they are VHS, Laserdisc, Betamax, DVD, and Blu-ray. Or even better, the title of 4K Blu-ray. Five movies, five sentences. Now, please welcome your host, Steve. Hey, hey, how is everybody doing today? Fantastic, I hope. Now that you are all caught up on the rules, let's meet and get to know a little bit about today's contestants on... Right after this short break. Uh, boss? We don't have any sponsors who paid for this time slot. Welcome back to the show that makes sense. Today's episode is called Not a Movie, Not a One, because none of the media in this episode are movies. Without further ado, let's meet our contestants. Today's first guest is Cruel Summer, Season 1, from the year 2021. Which currently resides on Hulu. It is a freeform original TV series. It is a drama mystery thriller that is rated TV 14 and from myself says... Cruel Summer is a story told over three summers in the 90s where a girl goes missing and another seemingly takes over her life. But everything is not as it seems. Who is telling the truth? The more you find out, the more twisted a tale does weave. Our second guest is Bo Burnham Inside from the year 2021. Which is a Netflix property a comedy special which is rated TV ma, and as Netflix paints it, Inside is a musical comedy special shot and performed by Bo Burnham alone over the course of a very unusual year. Up for thirds is The Birds, Penguin Town, Season 1, from the year 2021. Which will always be on Netflix. It's a docu-series rated PG-13, and from IMDb, it says, In a picturesque South African town, an eclectic group of endangered penguins flock together to find mates, raise families, and mix with the locals. The fourth contestant today is Brian Reagan on the Rocks. From the year 2021. Once again from Netflix, it's a comedy special rated TVG. And thanks to Netflix, it says Brian Regan tackles the big issues weighing on him, including aging, time, obsessive behavior, backpacks on airplanes, ungrateful horses, and raisins. Our last entrant is Sweet Tooth Season 1. 
from, you'll never guess it, the year 2021. You will never guess this either. It's a Netflix original series. It's an adventure, fantasy, drama, rated TV 14, and according to Netflix, says... On a perilous adventure across a post-apocalyptic world, a lovable boy who is half-human and half-deer searches for a new beginning with a gruff protector. Do recall, I have one pass I can use. If used, I must use a lifeline, one of my wild cards, which are film and digital copy. I cannot use either of my wild cards for my first pick, which is an easy one for me today. Let's lock in Brian Regan on the rocks. VHS. The secret sentence is, no, I do not recommend blank. I tried watching this once prior to deciding to add it to this episode, and I didn't make it very far before I turned it off. If you're not familiar with Brian Regan's style, I'll start you off with a small taste of one of my favorite bits of his, which is about Pop-Tarts. He spends five minutes on the topic. I'm looking at the Pop-Tarts box, and I notice they have directions on there. I give up on this species. They have toaster directions, which I'm not making this up. The toaster directions are longer than one step. I don't know how that's possible that the directions are longer than one. You think it would be step one, toast the Pop-Tarts. Go ahead, toast them. It's okay. Hey, are you still reading this? Some comedians create jokes that would be funny if just about anyone went up on stage and told them. Brian Regan is not one of those comedians. Instead, his material is typically observational humor, and what makes a lot of his material more funny are his facial expressions, the inflection in his voice, some physical comedy, and well-timed pauses. Going off of the initial bit in this routine, I think one of my issues with this special could have been being able to relate to his old man issues. I felt like some of his facial comedy was overly forced and less in sync with his actual jokes than normal. The jokes tend to run a little too long with an over-reliance on physical comedy and facial expressions. I think condensing this down to 25 to 30 minutes would have made for a much funnier and more successful show, and unfortunately, the finale didn't end on a higher note either. I was definitely able to get through it without issue, it does get better after the first several jokes. However, no, I do not recommend Brian Regan on the rocks. This next one was a pretty easy pick for myself too, and it perfectly fits the sentence. I'm locking in Penguin Town. Laser disc. The secret sentence is blank succeeded in some areas, but failed in others. I'll start you off where the show starts you off. These penguins are known by the locals as jackass penguins. There are a lot of puns from the narrator. Maybe one too many, but you know what? The corniness is part of the fun. Penguin Town was definitely inspired by the Animal Planet show Meerkat Manor, which actually just returned this month in June of 2020. One. <laughs> I'm not sure where it's all available at, but I do know every Sunday the newest episode is released for free streaming on bbcamerica.com. The editing is clearly off at times. It's hard to describe in few words. It's just over-edited and the stories can feel forced. 
there are a lot of educational bits of information throughout the show. As the episodes progress, new characters are introduced, and sometimes we lose characters. There is plenty of beautiful photography and scenery throughout, and some of the shots of the animals were really impressive. Adorable is a word that must be said when talking about this show. It is. These penguins are pretty adorable. When it was all over, I smiled, and what more can you ask for? For all of those reasons, I felt that Penguin Town succeeded in some areas, but failed in others. I will use a pass on Betamax. I will not be using the wildcard yet, though. For these next two, it really just came down to which show did I find more exciting. It's definitely a personal taste thing. Reluctantly, I'm locking in Sweet Tooth. The secret sentence is blank gets my recommendation. The show begins with a virus outbreak, and in concert with the virus, another strange thing occurs. Hybrid babies begin to be born. Half human, half other types of animals. The production value throughout the entire season is pretty darn top-notch. There's a strong correlation with Sweet Tooth and a show like The Walking Dead, except for one huge primary difference. The Walking Dead has a gritty vibe in part due to its comic book origins. Sweet Tooth, however, has a fairy tale-like vibe, and it's also much prettier, more creative, and less dramatic. The Walking Dead is a show about surviving, whereas Sweet Tooth is more about living. For an 80s-slash-90s kid, I noticed a lot of inspirations from the movies of that era. For instance, episode 4 is 100% inspired from the Lost Kids in the movie Hook. There's also a gladiator-esque scene in that episode. The show is laid out much like a storybook in a sense that each episode has its own identity and there is also a narrator. The combination of those elements helps to make Sweet Tooth a show that you don't need to binge. In fact, I think it's probably better off not binged. This is a very good show. Sweet Tooth gets my recommendation. I thought I was going to give out my first 4K Blu-ray in this episode. However, I had to let the sentences do their work and, well, if you've ever seen Bo Burnham, then I think you'll understand my decision. You'll have to wait on that for a moment because right now, I'm locking in Cruel Summer. The secret sentence is, I think you should watch blank. I really enjoyed it. I didn't take notes on each episode. In fact, I only wrote up a sentence or two about each of the final three episodes. I'll start there and then give my overall thoughts on the season. Episode 8 was a bit boring, but it was clearly a setup episode for the final two episodes, so I'm good with that. It's always best to have things set up well. I had a little trouble with the reasoning behind some decisions made in mostly the early portion of episode 9. However, the explanation used is almost believable, and I can't think of a better way to tell that part of this story. Basically, as the episode progressed, you could buy into what I found a bit unbelievable. This was the best episode of the entire show. Episode 10 wrapped up the entire story very well. It felt slightly rushed, but when you are working within the confines of an episodic time length, that can happen. It was a solid ending. Cruel Summer is a great example of how to write a complex story. It was easy to follow for something that 
could be really tough to follow. And going right along with that, the physical transformations for the characters over the three-year span that most episodes occur over are really well done. The acting is really good, at times even great, and never poor. B-plus, almost A-minus performances. Sometimes the actresses weren't able to get their emotion levels all of the way there. I'm not so sure that any following season will be very good. That said, based on what they did with season one, I'll give a second season a shot. No doubt about that. I think you should watch Cruel Summer. I really enjoyed it. That leaves Bo Burnham inside as the last man standing. Like I said before, I think this special deserves the 4K Blu-ray honors, except it's just not going to be for everyone, and I have to follow the flow, follow the spirit of these sentences, and work with the media of each specific episode. So I'm going to use my wild card here. I have no choice but to use my wild card. Let's lock it in. The secret sentence is, I don't recommend blank for everyone. However, if you dot dot dot. I have loved everything Bo that I've come across. I'm sure it doesn't hurt that I agree with 95% of what he has to say. His production value is top-notch, and I don't mean it's near top-notch. He treats his shows, he creates them, with more love, care, and attention to detail than any comedian I've ever seen, and even more than most films. A little about this specific special, this show is heavy. It is strange. It feels all over the place, especially once you get to the point where Bo goes to bed. After that, it is a bit of a fever dream. I do believe that it is all by design, though. Not everyone would find it funny, and in part that is because it's only partially a comedy show. It's all very serious, and I think it helps to know that going into it. Bo has been very open about his struggles with depression, and the pandemic definitely impacted his life and his battle with depression. It can be tough to tell when he's acting and when he's being serious in this special. It might 100% all be acting, but I'm pretty sure it also all comes from a real place for him with how things went in 2020. There's also plenty of social commentary. He's typically hidden some of that in his jokes, but he's very straightforward about things in this one if you didn't think he was straightforward already. So, I don't recommend Bo Burnham inside for everyone, but really, yes I do. I think you should give it a shot. Just understand that you may not enjoy it. If nothing else, appreciate the artistic production he accomplished. It is astonishing. That's it. That's everyone. Let's recap that starting from the top. In first, with a film, is Bo Burnham Inside. In second, with a Blu-ray, is Cruel Summer. Not far behind, with a DVD, was Sweet Tooth. A little further back, with the Betamax, was Penguin Town. And in last place, with a VHS, was Brian Regan on the Rocks. Thank you again for joining us on Messing with Media.